0: What have we here? Welcome back to Lando's Lounge in the first episode of the Book of Boba Fett Breakdown. Yeah, in the long-awaited, finally, we have content. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, we man. haven't... It's The last time there was something to talk about was Visions. Oh, Lord. It's been a in bit of a drought. In September. Was yeah. Visions in September? Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. Man. So it's been a bit... Yeah, Star Wars fans are the most oppressed minority, as opposed to I mean, Marvel home, fans man. who get... I saw a post the other day, and it was like, realizing Marvel fans have to wait until March for new content. I'm like, bro, that's literally like <laughs> three months. Are you kidding me? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Marvel, Marvel is so inundated with content, but Star Wars... Takes their time and mm-hmm. cancels every project <laughs> that they announce, or pushes back two yeah. years. <laughs> exactly. you, Lego Star Wars? <laughs> Honestly, every time I go into GameStop, Lego Star Wars is at the the checkout desk, and it's like coming soon, and it has like the price for pre order, and I'm like, it's not coming soon. Yeah, <laughs> I'm actually glad though that it didn't come out because now, uh, when I well, I should say this. We're recording in person for the first time in a little bit as well, because yeah. I'm back back home for Christmas break. Um, but after Christmas break, I'll be excommunicated for four and a half months. And so I'm <laughs> glad that LEGO Star Wars will now probably come out that following summer mm-hmm. when I have access to my gaming PC, which uh, unfortunately I cannot take with me on the road. And so I'll be able to play it when it comes out and play it a lot. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Silver Linings and Star Wars Hunters will be out. But that yeah. will be on MOBA, well, so I'll I, be able I feel to play like, that have you, played, have you played Pokemon Unite? Yeah. I think Hunters is basically going to be that, but Star Wars themed. Yeah. Well, Unite is like a top-down MOBA, but this is going to be more of like... It, it's still going to be kind of like close, like a MOBA right? but like Overwatch kind of yeah. it might not be first person it might be like over the shoulder third mm-hmm. person yeah. but it'll yeah it's that it certainly seems like that kind of game mm-hmm. well yeah they're definitely making it out to be like a much bigger thing than I think Pokemon Unite is which is like I think they're both going to be a mobile app and like mm-hmm. on the Switch um, I play Pokemon Unite on the Switch more than mobile, so I'll probably do Hunters on the Switch as well. But um, I, that was supposed to come out in 2021, I think. So mm-hmm. I don't know what is going on, but <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm really excited for that. The trailer, i <laughs> We didn't talk about that, right? I don't know. There's nothing no. to talk about. We can just say there's it a deb- trailer It's out. definitely not supposed to be like a canon. <laughs> Type yeah, thing. I freaking. Like, there's well, probably no campaign mode or anything that. Yeah, anything that I is. mean, well, now we're talking about it. I gotta say, my favorite character has got to be the character that's just two Jawas sitting on top <laughs> of each other. Yeah, that is so funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Yeah, I'm curious to see how that'll go. But speaking mm-hmm. of video games, Star Wars Eclipse oh, released we a do. cinematic teaser trailer. Mm-hmm. Um. So this is an interesting thing. If you haven't seen it, look it up. It was shown at the Game Awards, I think. Yeah. And uh, it's made by Quantic Dream or something mm-hmm. like that. So they made a couple video games that were pretty well-renowned. I think Detroit Become Human is yeah. the one that everyone was talking about. But I guess the way that game is is it's not like an action game where you're running around as a person. It's more like it's a cinematic and you make decisions that steer the story in different directions. And mm-hmm. I I think that might be what this game is like. Because it is the same people. And, and the way they described it is like... There's like a web of stories that you like navigate through. So it feels like that's the idea of it. Um, but I, it's super early in development. So no one really knows anything. Yeah. But the teaser they released was super like, really good looking. Like, the the cinematics were really, really good. Like... Some of it looked real. <laughs> yeah, it just so happens that um, I was watching the Game Awards. Never did that before, but <laughs> I literally sat down and watched them on cable television because I was like. Where do they air the I Game was, Awards? I don't, I don't on even TV. know. I was quasi quarantined. Like, I wasn't really exposed, but I was still quarantining. Okay, and so I had nothing. I had, I, had, yeah, I had nothing better to do other than sit and watch the Game Awards. And I had heard rumors. That there was going to be a trailer for a new Lord of the Rings video game, like a Gollum game. (laughs) Oh yeah! And I was at looks. Interesting. Yeah, so I sat and watched the Game Awards hoping to see that trailer, and so then like I don't know, like it. I hear like these intense drums, and I see these like. Orcish type of uh-huh. creatures beating on these drums and it's like super cinematic and I'm like shoot here it is and then it was Star Wars I was like <laughs> not what I was expecting but ten times better than what yeah. I was expecting <laughs> no one was no one had any inkling about yeah this. I saw I saw it pop up in my like YouTube notifications it was like Star Wars Eclipse trailer I was like what and then I clicked it and it was like a video game and I was like oh this must be that video game that they had announced yeah. it was being made and I was like I had no idea it was that far along. Yeah. But And also along the along the lines of Marvel in and Star Wars, Star Wars they can keep their leaks under control, you know what I mean? Somehow, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Since all of No Way Home was leaked, yeah, literally, literally all of No Way they managed Home managed to was, keep Luke Skywalker yeah, from being leaked. And like I kind of always assume leaks are false rather than assuming they're true. Mm-hmm. But after seeing No Way Home, so many of the leaks were true, and mm-hmm. I was like, bro, they kept like, the Mandalorian kept Luke Skywalker under wraps. No one yeah. even had any concept mm-hmm. of that was going to happen. Until until, <coughs> until they like sorry <coughs> until Ahsoka said yeah <coughs> something about there being other Jedi out there and then people were like, could Luke show up? But I don't think anyone was serious. Yeah, like no one... It was not leaked, it was just people <coughs> thinking from a yeah, story speculated. level. As opposed to, in Spider-Man, all we knew about it was... That this was leaked and this was all leaked. All we know is that this is the title of the movie, and then suddenly all these leaks are springing up, basically forcing their hand to like release trailers early, Yeah, information. Yeah, I information heard... Like, I heard I heard that Tom Holland or someone said marketing was initially going to try to market the movie to um, appear as if it was like Doctor Strange versus Spider Man. Which are spoilers for No Way Home, a little bit, not major ones, but there is the segment of the film where they are like conflicting with each other. And so it sounds like they were going to try to stretch that material in the trailer to make it look like that's the concept of the movie, is, like, Doctor Strange and Spider-Man fighting or whatever. And mm. then all these leaks started happening, so they were like, well, never mind, we'll yeah. just do, oh, there's something else. But, yeah. yeah. But To be fair, though, Mandalorian Season 2, there were a lot of leaks. Like, there was, They they even said in the special, they were like, bo-katan got leaked boba fett got leaked but they weren't like to the level that marvel leaks happen where it's like it was all like boba uh... tamara morrison reportedly returning or rumored to be returning and then no way home is like here's set images here's video footage of leak here's a plot uh, synopsis that was one hundred (laughs) percent accurate on hindsight yeah four months before the movie comes out and Mm -hmm. i'm just like okay like yeah but you have to wonder if Marvel's playing card is like... We need people to like hype this movie up, but we can't officially say because that'll ruin it. So we'll put leaks out there so that mm-hmm. people speculate and build hype. But even still, for like the whole year, all it was was Spider-Man No Way Home Leak. Spider-Man No Way Home Leak. And it's like, ugh. I would have preferred... Nothing Going in blind. blind. Yeah, blind. Yeah. It was kind of impossible to go in blind. Yeah. I mean, what can you do? Now it's it, like... But thankfully, there haven't been any anything like that for the Book of Boba Fett. Like, if you think about it, there have been, like, rumors. There's been, like, this person could show up, this person could show up. And then outside of, like, a few comments that were made that people were like, oh, could Din Djarin show up? Like, that was the most, I think that anyone had of quote-unquote leaks was maybe Din Djarin shows up because of this random comment someone made that sounds like maybe. Yeah, and, like, the thing is, I like to not expect the unexpected rather than expect the unexpected. So, like, especially in Phase 4 of Marvel, it's been a lot of, like especially with Multiverse of Madness now being the next film on the horizon. Now all the leaks, and all the Literally all that. the shows and this past movie have like directly kind of like referenced or like pointed towards this movie in some way. I currently expect the unexpected. Like mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, there's going to be a lot of cameos we don't expect some funny some probably big it's gonna be crazy it's gonna be weird like i'm already expecting that so like mm-hmm. i'm not gonna be surprised when those things do happen now imagine like if i mean and covid had a hand in this imagine if we didn't know the title two years ago mm-hmm. you know what i mean and like just like a few months before yeah marvel shoots himself in the foot by announcing like yeah i remember they announced like From phase, they announced all of phase three at one point, and it's like, well, we know we're ending with Infinity War, so we know where all of this is going, and now it's like, people still eat it up mindlessly, no matter what, but it's like, yeah, we've known that Multiverse of Madness was coming, so Mm -hmm. we all, like, it's not gonna be a shocker when anything happens. Yeah. Now, enough about Marvel. I'll never <laughs> forgive the Marvel fandom for requesting an Agatha show, so yeah, we're just going to oh stop talking gosh. about it. No, literally, they people liked one song that I didn't even think was, it wasn't even that funny, and people were like, yo, this song is so catchy, and they are like, you want a show? And it's like, no, <laughs> no one said that. No one said that at all. Run it back. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, you know what song is good is the Book of Boba Fett theme that... Uh, True. That Ludwig Gorenson made. So he's not doing the the full score, but he, I guess, is doing the Mandalorian score, and I assume he'll probably do the themes for all the other shows as well, because he does the Boba Fett theme, but I believe it specifically says, like, in the credits, themes by Ludwig Gorenson, and then the next slide is, like, score by Mm -hmm. Joseph Shirley or something like that. Um... So yeah, it's a slapper for sure, and it's like people have been like, "I didn't know if we could ever rival like the Mando theme," and it's like somehow we did. There's a lot of vocals in there, and it's like it's a different vibe, but a similar vibe at the same time. Like you can definitely tell that it's the same guy, but it's like totally different. It also even seems like a little bit of possibly leaning into Tamar Morrison's, like, heritage yeah, as yeah. Maori. Like, there's mm-hmm. definitely some of that more, like...
1: Drumming and yeah. vocals. And, yeah. yeah. It was,
0: it's pretty a pretty dope theme. Mm-hmm. But, but yeah, it was I a think, pretty dope episode. I think he said in, like, the, the season two, like, behind-the-scenes doc yeah. or whatever, like, he got to put a lot of his culture into the character. Like, he got to do a lot of work building up, like, mm-hmm. this is how he fights, which is why when you see him fight, especially in that episode of Mando season two, like, the stomping and then, like, the rockets coming out of his knee and, like, the club and stuff, it's a, It's very much, you can definitely see yeah. the influence of that culture in his thing, so. Anyways, we should probably break down the episode. Yeah. So, uh, I would like to point out, the first 10 minutes of the episode, there is almost 10 minutes. I don't know if it's quite 10 minutes exactly, but it's at least 8 minutes. No dialogue whatsoever. I didn't even notice that. <laughs> I did about, like, 5 minutes into it. I was like, no one has said anything. How, how long is this going to go? Because, like, he's in it a lot. And, like, he's doing things, yeah. but there's no, no no talking until... I think the first actual line in the show is, like, Hey, Rodian, do you want me to cut your bonds or something like that? Like, that's the first time he speaks is, like, when it gets mm-hmm. to that point. And by then, he's already done all this stuff, which we'll get to. But a really great opener. Yeah. I got to... Okay, I got to admit, this show has been a bit of a sleeper for me. Uh, All the promotional material has kind of been like, Boba is rebranding as a wholesome king. Mm -hmm. Uh, And he's, I don't know, I was like, this whole wholesome Boba angle where he's now trying to lead a crime organization like holistically. I was like... It's kind of weird, I don't know But I feel like I kind of see it now Mm -hmm. After watching this first episode Uh, And I think Again, it was kind of like a sleeper Obviously I was very excited for it But like, not As excited as I've been For for other things Um, And especially I feel like with Kenobi Mm -hmm. Also looming on the horizon Kenobi's kind of the no way home Of Star Wars at the moment yeah, but, uh, yeah. So I mean, there's I, no leaks. Nah, I really, some, but. I was just worried that this episode, especially just, like, I was like, yeah, Boba Fett and Fennec were really cool in The Mandalorian. Does that merit a spin-off limited series? I don't know, but, um, it looks, it looks cool. So, mm-hmm. uh, you watched the episode more recently than I do, so why don't you kick us off? So we open with a montage of images Jabba's Palace, inside of Jabba's Palace, locations we've been before, uh, the throne, and then um, it goes to Boba in a bacta tank, or a bacta pod. It's it's laying on the floor, it's not suspended in the air like Luke's in Empire Strikes Back, or Vader's in Rogue One. It's like Breath of the Wild stasis. Yeah, kind of. Laying in a pool of goo. It looks like a sensory deprivation tank, Mm -hmm. but with a clear lid. So he's in there, and then it shows... Images which the first one is Camino, and I was immediately like, Oh my gosh, <laughs> I am so into this already! So it's Camino waves crashing on the city, which we now know is destroyed from Bad Batch. Um, you see the slave one, and I'm like, Is this just gonna go right into like a Django Fett, young Boba Fett scene? It didn't, but well it kinda did cause then it cuts to the arena mm. in geonosis and there's young boba fett holding his father's helmet and then um, all the while it's cutting back to him in the back to pod kinda zooming in on his head on his face so what it's doing is using flashbacks which haven't been done in star wars if at all like very much it, it's it's not the typical method of star wars storytelling using flashbacks Mm -hmm. and i think this show as a whole is going to have a lot of that at least maybe in the first half or the first couple episodes or whatever but then we go inside the sarlacc and i was like yo this is literally like everyone has wanted to know this and it's claustrophobic and gross and there's like a dead stormtrooper in there and he like uses his air tube to like get a breath and then he uses his flamethrower and yeah and even that that was like i feel like what used to be the canon before things were kind of reshuffled was that he burned his way out like that was always well i think in legends yeah i think in legends he uses like a throw detonator or something, but it's pretty much the same idea. Yeah, well, I I was under the impression that he used his, like, basically exactly what he did. I was under the impression that's what he did. Like, he he fights his way out. Yeah, from, like, some old and non-canon encyclopedia when I was a kid that I read, and Mm -hmm. so when I saw that, I was like, let's go. Yeah. It was pretty... And then it cuts to outside of the Sarlacc, and you see his fist break through the stand, and he crawls out. He's clearly not in a good state, and he passes out, and the Jawas take his armor and all that, and then he gets bodied by that one Jawa. <laughs> he tries to like grab his leg, and he just gets smacked in the face, and then he's out. But then he gets picked up by Tuscan Raiders, and I think the Tuscan Raider sub story is going to be very important to why he is the yeah. new respectful kind of guy, because uh, we see him with the Tuskins and. Uh, he's prisoners along with the Rodian, and he like manages to cut himself loose and run away, but they catch him and they bring him back. And uh, It seemed very much like the good, the bad, and the ugly. If you've seen that, the middle part of the movie, he gets tied up, and by he I mean Clint Eastwood's character, the man with no name, who was a big influence on the character Boba Fett, which is another reason why I made this connection watching it. Um, and they take him out into the desert... And in the Good, the Bad, and the Ugly, it's the it's the guy who is quote the ugly from the title, <laughs> and he uh, like they take him out into the desert, and he's just like dehydrated and super chapped, and I think there's a scene where like he drinks water in front of him, and then like spills water all over the sand or whatever. That's it gave me those vibes a lot, um, and then. It ends with them still in the desert, and then it comes back to the quote-unquote present day. And um, he and Fennec have taken up residency in Java's <laughs> palace, and um, they're seeing kind of like other crime mm-hmm. people in the area. And basically, they're being given gifts because Boba's saying, like, I'm the new Jabba. And, like, Jabba was king in the area, so now I'm the king in the area, basically. And I think, like, even at one point, Fennec calls him Lord Fett or something like that. And I'm like, yo, that's kind of sick. We're having some Nexu interference here. (laughs) So he gets gets a couple gifts. There's a (laughs) droid there voiced by Matt Barry who... Mm -hmm. If you've seen, like, What We Do in the Shadows or Disenchantment, that's where I know him from. He's a very funny actor, comedian. So it was hilarious hearing this droid speak, and I was like, where do I know that accent from? So, actually, Robert Rodriguez is the Trandoshan who offers him, like, a Wookiee pelt or whatever. And then he's like... What he makes some comment or whatever. He's like, even when they're complimenting you, it sounds yeah. like the oceans are making a threat. or yeah, something. Yeah, it was like um, he was like, "I hope you like last long out mm-hmm. here" or something like that. And it, it was just like a funny thing. And then this uh, Twi'lek guy comes in. He's like a representative of the mayor of Mos Espa, which is that big city that you see in the trailer, which we've never seen. Before, I don't think in anything. I think um, in Phantom Menace, it's most Espo, but it's not in the city. It's more like outlying yeah. like, districts where Watto and Anakin are and stuff like that. But he's like, Do you bring a gift? or I don't remember what they call it, but it's basically a gift. Like and he's tribute. Like, yeah. yeah, tribute. And he's like, uh, He brings like the mayor brings, like, a warm welcome. (laughs) And he's like, no tribute. And he's like, a warm welcome. (laughs) And then, uh... And the Twi'lek guy then turns around and is like, now shall we discuss the matter of tribute? And he's like, what? (laughs) And Fennec's like, I think he's asking you for a gift. He's like, I'm the crime... It was very funny. Like, their interactions, there was a lot of humor in them. He's like... At one point, he's like, that's weird. I used to work for him. (laughs) And, like... Lines like that that aren't like jokes, but coming from Boba Fett, they seem like overly casual. So mm. it's it's humorous in that way. Yeah. And and correct me if I'm wrong, that the guy from the mayor's office. Was that not the dad from Back to the Future? Is he too old? I like I was I like, don't think it I was I was like, this guy seems so familiar. And He did seem familiar. He watching, felt like he would be a cameo. I was watching but it I didn't with uh recognize our younger brother it. Riley and he was like Yeah, he seems familiar too. I was like, huh, what would be familiar to both Riley and I? Because we've seen... We, it, we enjoy different types of movies yeah. a lot of times. So I was like, huh. And the only thing I could place is the dad from Back to the Future. And he looked like him, and he sounded... I mean, obviously, looks are hard to go off, though, since he was in under heavy prosthetics. Mm-hmm. But I was like, he sounds a lot like him. I haven't looked it up. Yeah, I don't know if it was him or not, but he did seem very... With no substantial evidence, I'm going to claim that that is the truth. <laughs> um, and so they basically... Like send him on his way or whatever, and then they go to um, meet another Twi'lek woman who, like, I guess runs some kind of criminal business or whatever. Because Boba Fett shows up at her place and is like, "I'm I've taken over from Jabba and Bib Fortuna." He's like, "I just want you to know that your operations will be protected under my eye." And she's like, "Oh, thanks." Yeah, <laughs> It doesn't seem like all that sincere or anything. She's like, thank you, Lord Fat. Mm-hmm. And um. then they get jumped outside by. I was surprised how much from the trailer was in there. And I noticed they. In the trailer, they, they have the line like, Jabba ruled with fear, I intend to rule with respect, and then, like, the speak freely. Those were, like, the big big lines from the trailer and they were over this footage of all these guys at the table and boba fett sitting at the head of the table and he just says them as they're walking down the street and i was like interesting i wonder what's actually being said at that table in those shots then i mean the the trend in star wars has always been since like these shows have started all the promotional material is typically from the first handful of episodes Mm -hmm. like and then so it's really exciting because then in the back half when things are really heated up you're like I don't know what's happening next week you know Mm -hmm. what I mean like like you've seen all the promotional material yeah um so they get jumped by the guys with the energy shields and Fennec like chases them and Boba gets (laughs) Boba gets knocked out to the point where he's like get me to the back to pod like he gets shot in the gut or something like that he says like get me to the back to pod and so i saw people like it's kind of lame that they had boba get bodied that easily that quickly and i was like you can't complain about plot armor in the mandalorian and then also complain when boba fett gets hurt in a fight Mm -hmm. like what are you talking about that's that's literally what you were complaining against in the other show but anyway... And I was like, I think it makes more sense because he's clearly, like, an older guy who's been damaged by, like, that traumatic period in the desert. Like, if you see, like, his face after the bactopod, pod looks, like, cleaner than it did even in um, mm-hmm. Mando season 2. But, like, when he's in the desert, his face is, like, white and scabby and, like... Disgusting because of the sun and having no protection or coverage or medicine or bacteria or whatever. So I don't know. I liked that he got hurt and like he's not this yeah untouchable killer like uh, like John Wick for example can mm-hmm. fall off a building and then like get up and like crawl away or whatever and then be like yeah I'm mad <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah it's they're not I like that they're going this route with Boba Fett where it's like we've built up this image of Boba Fett over the years where he's like this stone cold killer who's like unstoppable and like in the comics he is a little bit of that but at the same time he also was thrown into the Sarlacc by a blind guy bumping into him or whatever on a boat so it's like (laughs) he's clearly not as like untouchable as you think he is so I like that he took damage and was like yeah I need to get out of here yeah uh Anyway, all of that, kind of... I feel like the point of all that is to show, like... I mean, basically everything we just talked about. Him going to visit, like, Jabba's old uh, uh, subordinates, kind Mm -hmm. of. Is, like, he's trying to be Jabba, but he's not. Part of that is because of, like, him. He's like, I'm trying to be different than Jabba. Like, I'm gonna do things differently. Um, But... Part of that is also, like, the people around him don't recognize him yet. Like, you can kind of get the sense, even from, like, you said, like, that one Twi'lek woman just seems kind of like, okay, like, <laughs> cool. she like he, he hasn't earned people's respect, you know, he's the new guy. Who- he's Boba Fett. People yeah. think of him as, like, a gun for hire, not, like... Yeah. a leader of anything yeah and so he's kind of the new guy to fill the power vacuum he's un as uh as a substitute for jabba uh there's obviously someone has bad blood with him because he literally got jumped in the street like mm-hmm. i could imagine a lot of people are also upset like things were good with jabba Um, yeah and that's another thing is they don't reveal who it was like the only thing there is really to go off of is that the mayor was kind of like the mayor was kind of shading him by not sending a gift and asking for a gift but I also don't think the mayor Mm -hmm. I mean maybe but the mayor wouldn't the mayor just send like the police instead of assassins or whatever they are yeah so I mean and also him getting just like I mean, in your words, bodied, (laughs) is, like, also showing the audience, you know, this is... He's not the way he used to be. Mm -hmm. You know, it's different. Like, it's different now, and we're gonna have to go alongside of Boba in this to Mm -hmm. figure out, like, how does this work? Because he's gonna have to do something that will get people to respect him and recognize him as the sort of uh, leader in in the power that he is um but also like from this first episode is there's sort of like a line drawn in the sand he's like this is what i'm not gonna do i'm not gonna do these things like how yeah they talk about they talk about like why don't you have like one of the hover platforms and they're like the huts used to be paraded through the streets he's like I'm walking on my own two feet or whatever yeah. and then he brings it up to the Twi'lek lady he's like he's like uh, I think he says again like I walked here on my own two feet like mm-hmm. I wasn't I wasn't brought here by like a host of servants or whatever Yeah. and he's trying to be like like the trailer said he's trying to be like a man of respect of honor of somewhat of humility, even though he is a crime lord, and he is putting himself at the top of the crime world in his mind. So, um, I think a lot of that is going to be revealed to be because of his time with the Tusken Raiders. Because from the end of uh, Return of the Jedi to Mandalorian Season 2 is like five years. And where we find him in in Mando Season 2 is... Uh, He's out in the desert in Tuscan robes with a Tuscan rifle and, like, club. I get the feeling that maybe he's just been with them for five years and, like, becoming... Mm -hmm. Like, learning a new way of life. Like, without his armor, who is he? And he has to try to find a new identity. And then once he finds his armor, he's like, how do I combine these two things? I think that's going to be the route that it goes character wise because I do think the flashbacks aren't over at some, po- at one point early in the episode he says like the dreams are back again or something mm-hmm. like that and um, after they rush him to the to pod and uh, he gets in it again then the rest of the episode is more of these flashbacks and so he is he and the Rhodian prisoner are taken out into the desert by like a Tuscan Raider, like a young child Tuscan Raider, and uh, also these Tuscan Raiders are drippy. They are not. The yeah, fate, they're not. Like, they're tan, not like, the, like. Yeah, I do like that they, robe. In in like <laughs> in a couple episodes of the Mando of Mandalorian they have really done a lot to show like the Tusken Raiders are basically like the Native Americans of Star Wars. Yeah. Like they're very tribal. There's different groups of them. They have their own language. They're willing to like they're willing to kill settlers but they're also willing to like trade with settlers. Yeah, Mando like, Season 2 definitely like, well I don't know if humanize is the right term because they might be <laughs> aliens. I don't know. But like definitely like, really like humanize them as like because in the original. They're people, they're not yeah. monsters. Everyone's so, like, racist against them, basically. Yeah, everyone's racist against Samed them. Sand people is a slur. In yeah. Star Wars. And, like, uh, in the original trilogy, they are savages, which is obviously, like, mm-hmm. problematic in the whole Native American analogy. So I think they realize that, and they're like, we really gotta. Well, I think I, I think that's that's even part of it. Is like yeah. they are people and they are warlike, but you're also they were probably there first, so it's like of course the settlers are going to think of them as savages, but they are all there are groups of them that are willing to, like uh, in the in the episode of Mando season one where they're like, we need safe passage through the sand. Let's we're gonna give these Tuscan Raiders, um. I forget what they give them. They give them some kind of like uh, offering or whatever to allow them through the area. It's the episode with Fennec where they uh, they first meet Fennec. like, and she's sniping them from mm-hmm. the from the canyon or whatever. And they like make a deal with them to go through. And then obviously episode one of season two, it's they team they team up with them to kill the crate dragon. Um. Speaking of which, as they uh, are digging cause the Tuscan girl has the boba and the rhodian digging for these little they remind me of like little almost mushrooms or some kind of like pod like mm-hmm. plant that has water inside of them and they break them open or weren't they in Mando season 2 cause uh, they give one to uh, Cobb Vanth and he's like I'm not drinking that and he's like it smells awful or whatever he's like I'm not Maybe. Doing that. I don't... I don't. Quite or or he, they're drinking out of them or something like that. Yeah. But they're digging for them and they uncover this arm of this creature that breaks out of the sand and starts wreaking havoc. Which, this was the best part of the episode for me. <laughs> so it stands... First, it stands up, right? And mm-hmm. it has six limbs. To and, So I was... And it's like... So it just kind of looks kind of funky. It's like a really tall thing. Head like the... Uh, like a lake monster or something, yeah. like the missing <laughs> Like the creature link. from the Black Lagoon. Yeah, that's what I mean. And so I'm like, what on earth is this thing? I it, thought it was a young crate dragon at first, but then it yeah. was like, no, that has a face. It has four arms yeah. on top and two legs. So new Tatooine out. lore just dropped. New yeah, um, new uh, new, new fauna just I don't even dropped. know if it has a name. <laughs> I didn't check the credits to see if it had a name or Yeah, anything. and so I was like, what on earth is this? And then at one point, it goes down... And so it has like hind legs, and then has like two like arms, walking like a gorilla. But then the rest of the body kind of bends so up it like, a centaur like a centaur, and He has two yeah. more legs, and that's when I lost it because I came to the revelation that it was literally just the spider monkey from Spy Kids 2. And I, d- I literally less legs, but it did look yeah, similar. it looked ex- like it looked very similar. And I just paused and just like cracked up because i was looking through this whole episode is like okay this is robert rodriguez i'm gonna uh-huh. i want to look for spy kids influences <laughs> yeah. I, I went yeah. in with that conscious mindset Which we and skipped it, and it over very funny. max rebo yeah. is in the bar where the Twi'lek woman is He's back and the song they were playing sounded very like well, mexican in origin well, It sounded very like central american and that's where Robert Rodriguez is well, from When but I like, that seems When like I a watched Rodriguez it thing. in the um, I watched it closed captioning It said Cantina Variation mm-hmm. And so it was the iconic Cantina song You know yeah, It's probably a Max Rebo chart topper you know what I mean? <laughs> Honestly. Well, even though Max Rebo, he no, was, that was Figrin Dan and the. Well, he something. he was still on the key. no, maybe he wasn't on the keys. I did, Mac- I can't remember, but it was the same song. Obviously, mm-hmm. like the iconic, i <laughs> iconic cantina song. Uh, it was the same, but song, it was more but It was, like, it it was a remixed, and it was instrument, yeah. it was like in some sort of like halftime. Mm-hmm. Uh, Thing. I, don't, I don't. I didn't notice that it was the same song. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't have noticed if not for mm-hmm. the closed captioning, and then like really listening for that. But it definitely had sort of like the same uh, melody, mm-hmm. uh, but it was definitely yeah. a lot different as well. So, yeah. So this monster cool. kills the Rodian. Um, it is. It has Boba, because Boba and the Rodian are chained together. So it grabs the chain. And so Boba's pretty much indisposed or whatever. And the young Tuscan kind of stabs it in the foot. And so it throws Boba. Uh, And as it's approaching the young Tuscan... I I think it's a girl. I get the impression that it's a young girl. He jumps on its back with the chain and Jabba's it basically to death. Mm -hmm. Um, And they come back into town with the creature's head and... That's when it seems like they're gonna allow Boba to like be yeah. one of them, basically, because he saved them. And yeah, because the he team. definitely could have He's just killed the the younger Tusken and run and run, run, run. Mm-hmm. into the desert. But he comes back. The of like the Tusken child or tween is mm-hmm. completely safe. They come back bearing the head of the beast. So and so like they know that he could have. Done something, and so Mm. I agree that the Tuscan angle is definitely going to have a big yeah. Because the episode the episode episode ends there, it doesn't like there's no conclusion to the flashback storyline. So Mm. it seems like this is going to be this is going to keep happening, which means I'm assuming there's going to be a lot more Bacta (laughs) baths in. At least the first couple yeah, more but episodes. Yeah, even that, I'm like, what... I'm curious do the, to, do the dreams have to happen when he's yeah, in Yeah, I'm curious to know even why he is having Bacta sessions so frequently. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, if you think in the prequel trilogy, I can't remember anyone using Bacta. In the original trilogy, I think Luke is in it twice, um... At the beginning and end of Empire? I don't know if he's in it at the end of Empire, but he gets the Oh, I thought I thought so, but I could be wrong No, but he just gets he just gets the hand. Yeah. Either way, like it's not like used My impression of Bacto is that it's used in like dire circumstances. Mm-hmm. Um and so the fact that Boba Fett is using it so much, I'm like, what is going on? Does he have like maybe some sort of like um, like cancerous degenerative disease from something, maybe from the like sunlight, from, maybe just like being a clone. Maybe that has like I don't know. Like, why mm-hmm. is he something to do with his time in the Sarlacc pit? What's going on with them? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they start the episode with him in there, and you like he's not injured they put him back in there when he gets injured but he's in there at the beginning when he isn't Mm -hmm. like we haven't watched him get shot or anything like that so uh but yeah it was a really good episode the music is amazing um and i i'm not sure if like the mandalorian there's going to be different directors throughout it i think it's because it's only seven episodes And they said, like, first of all, I don't think Dave Filoni is really involved with this show much. I think he's writing Ahsoka right now and preparing to go into production on Ahsoka soon. Um, Because it says, like, directed by... He might be, Dave Filoni might be, like, an executive producer or something, but... Uh, Written by Jon Favreau. So I think Jon Favreau is writing all of these shows. Um, Robert Rodriguez directed this episode. And they made it a big point to say, like, Robert Rodriguez is doing this show, like, with us. So I think maybe he's directed all seven Mm -hmm. episodes or whatever. Um, And Mando, because it's a bigger show and because it's, like, kind of the core of this interconnected web of shows that are happening that's where they're like let's bring in all this different talent and see like who sticks and who we can put where and all that stuff but um yeah and I mean that's worked out for them in a lot of ways because mm-hmm. of now Robert Rodriguez is doing his own series and I think Deborah yeah. Chow directed one yeah, of the did of episodes she did and episode now three. she has the whole Kenobi yeah. series so I'm not. Else, so I think I, you're right about that I'm kind of hoping that it's just Robert Rodriguez directing and John Favreau's probably written every episode, um, because I I do think they kind of, when they did, made the decision to do this interconnected thing, they were like, all right, let's split up duties. So <laughs> Dave Filoni obviously gets Ahsoka, and then um, I think John Favreau was supposed to do the Rangers of the New Republic, which we don't know if that's happening anymore. Yeah um to the and so Robert Rodriguez is doing um, book of Boba Fett so who knows i don't i saw people saying like Dave Filoni needs to be in charge of everything Star Wars and i you see that after literally anything that anything good comes out Dave Filoni needs to be in charge thank you Dave Filoni it's like he didn't do that much and he's a creative he's not an executive you don't want to yeah. take If 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 Dave Filoni is creating the things that you like, you don't want to take him out of the set, out of writing, and say, "All right, you're producing now," because then he doesn't get to actually make stuff. Yeah. (laughs) Like that's it's a bad argument because if you want Dave Filoni to make all of Star Wars, he can't be the executive. Yeah. Kathleen Kennedy, the executive, doesn't sit there on set and like write scenes and direct stuff. Yeah, I feel like this is the narrative. It's like Dave Filoni and John Favreau go to Kathleen Kennedy's Office. It looks just like the Emperor's office. By the way, <laughs> they hand them this script in which Darth Revan and Mara Jade uh, <laughs> Two characters have, that yeah. cannot interact timeline wise Mara Jade kill uh, who's a hated Star Wars character Brie Larson. <laughs> yeah, yeah where like, they it's, it's just actual, Brie, it's just actual Brie Larson. Yeah. It's not a character yeah. played by and her. It's just the, actually her. And then. Kathleen Kennedy rips the script in half in front of them and says no we need, need more diversity and all the stars go like, no that's what they think it's just not it's no. not that serious it's not happening she, no, she thing, basically yeah. says what's your idea for the show they say it she's like oh yeah sounds good or hmm, maybe workshop this idea with other people because we don't know if that will sell well and then they're like, "How about this?" And she's like, "Ah, oh, sure. Here's money for it." That's basically what happened. Yeah, everything. Just everything you have that you like or don't—it's like well, it's yeah, all Kathleen like Kennedy. You know, if what I mean? you don't like, like it, it's Kathleen Kennedy's fault, even if like it's directed by J.J. Abrams and or Ryan Johnson or whatever. But when uh, John Favreau and Dave Filoni write and direct a show that Kathleen Kennedy produces, they're actually the ones that made it good. She didn't have anything to do with *The Mandalorian*. Mm-hmm. But when the sequels are terrible, it's actually her fault because she did blah 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 blah. And it's like it's not it's not how it works. You don't have to pick and choose whose responsibility. <laughs> we need George Lucas back, man. <laughs> yeah, except George Lucas. <laughs> When George Lucas made the prequels, everyone clowned him for it. So it's like yeah. you're not actually happy. I, I love. I, love I, I honestly can't remember if it was a joke or not. But there's like some video of George <laughs> oh, yeah. Lucas, um, that- and it's like after he sees the original cut of Phantom Menace, he just it's just dead silent, and then he goes, "I think I may have." Uh, gone a bit too far in some places. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say the one where... With like uh, rooster teeth or whatever? No, it's with uh, uh Shoot. Robot Chicken. Oh, yeah. That's and they're like movie. they're like uh, so now let's talk about Mara Jade because he's like, I didn't, he I didn't, didn't create Mara Jade. <laughs> yeah. Timothy Zahn wrote Mara Jade in the Thrawn Trilogy, and he's like get out! And he yeah. like yells at them yeah, out! And then he like, he like sure, slaps about. the guy on yeah. the way out and they're like and the other guys are like, I'm so sorry. We can like set him on fire or <laughs> something. And that, yeah, that's a joke. But Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Like, I like Phantom Menace. I've been seeing a lot of Phantom Menace love on my TikTok for you page. So I'm yeah. like, I found my people. Because so I like that movie. Uh, but yeah, so... What are some predictions for The Book of Boba Fett? I think... They've set it up so that really the only person who has um, rubbed wrong with Boba Fett so far has been the mayor. And then you have this assassin uh, team show up to try to take him down. Um, So it seems like the mayor so far is the only person who has kind of not threatened Boba Fett, but who has kind of offered resistance to him. Yeah. He's like, "No, I'm not just accepting you as the new job of the hut or whatever." So I don't I don't know why if he wanted Boba Fett dead like he didn't offer Boba tribute, he asked Boba for tribute. Boba didn't give him a tribute. I don't know if he immediately is like, "All right, send 10 guys to go murk him in the street." Like I don't think that follows so I'm not sold on the mayor is the bad guy yet. It very well could be that the mayor becomes the primary antagonist. But um, I'm wondering if there might be more um, like people in the show as it goes on that kind of mm-hmm. don't just accept Boba Fett as the new guy on the block. I could also just see this show not having, like, one central antagonist, like, this is the bad guy, but more the conflict is between... Since it is just, like, a limited series, the conflict is just more, like, Boba versus, like... Everyone? Yeah, just the environment Mm -hmm. of, like, this kind of, like, crime environment. Man versus society. Man, yeah. (laughs) We live in a society, honestly, and, uh... Boba Fett's going to find that out the hard way. Yeah. Um, another thing that I have been seeing is everyone's like, who might show up in the Book of Boba Fett? And I'm like, all right. Everyone complained about the Bad Batch having Cameo the Week. <gasps> Moochie. <Yeah. laughs> and now people are like, these are the people. And it's like, Din Djarin is confirmed. Boss is confirmed. I'm like, yeah. they're not confirmed. They are heavily speculated and they're the two that are like, if anyone's showing up, it'd probably be one of those two. But it's not, I don't think it's been confirmed. Like, there haven't been leaks, like we said earlier. Um, So who might show up? Honestly, I'm hoping not many people. If anyone, I hope it would be like, Bosk or something, where it's like, there's a reason that these two would have a relationship. Not just like, Here's Cad Bane. Here's Omega. <laughs> it's like, I do what? not want Omega in this show. Here's Kanan. Oh. Yeah. Well, that um, would, it wouldn't necessarily work. <laughs> so, yeah, Grand Admiral Thrawn himself is going to show up. So, um, as far as predictions go, I really don't have anything, because I think the show would work perfectly yeah. fine without other people showing up. If there were to be other people introduced, they would have to be probably... Criminals like Bosk or um, like Kira, since she's in charge of Crimson Dawn now. Mm -hmm. Um, And they brought her back in the comics as the leader of Crimson Dawn. Yeah, I mean, I hope so. It would be cool. I think Lando Calrissian or Han Solo would be cool, but also would kind of steal Boba's Thunder a little bit. And I don't think... Yeah, since we finally are getting a Boba Fett project, which people have wanted since 1980... I don't think they're going to go cameo heavy in the show. Like, mm-hmm. we just got Boba Fett back. Let's catch up with him first. And then maybe season two. Oh, like, I know who's going to be in it. Migs Mayfeld. <laughs> okay. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I think grief Karga might make sense to show up. Because yeah, he be. is in that Mandoverse section of Star Wars. And, and he's also just chilling on Tatooine, right? Or, no, he's, no, he's on, chilling on some other planet. That's right. Yeah, he's on that lava planet. I forget what it's called. Oh, um, Navarro. Yeah. Um, but he was in charge of the Bounty Hunter's Guild, so it would make sense for him to show up. He's and honestly, what but. about Cobb Vanth? See, I think there might be a flashback where he sees Cobb Vanth has the armor and, like, decides to not take it from him because he sees he's using it for good and I think by that point maybe if he's like Mm-hmm. Um I'll like I don't know if it makes sense for him to say like I'll let him hold on to it for a while, but maybe like he lets him have it, but then when he notices that let him Din, have it. maybe he notices that when Din takes it, he's like, Well who the heck's this guy? I would rather me have it than this Rando have yeah. it. Now it's just gone too far. Yeah. yeah. Um, maybe I don't know maybe he doesn't maybe he never finds Cobb Vanth I do think it would be cool to see Cobb Vanth um, show up but I don't think there needs to be like episode 2 the Bosque episode episode 3 the Dengar episode episode Mm. 4 the Cad Bane episode I know a lot of people want Cad Bane in there but I'm not sure how timeline wise Mm. that works Um, but yeah. yeah so looking forward to the show yeah, I'm um, more excited than I thought I'd be. So let's go. Yeah. So the next thing we're gonna do, we're gonna stop the recording for a minute, uh, and then we're gonna come back and we're gonna do uh, a, a year in review and a look ahead. Okay. <laughs> so our couple minute break ended up being a couple hour break, but but we're back. Recording. So in those several hours. I have non-stop read Star Wars books, and you worked um, like a... Like a true red-blooded American. Like a four-hour shift or something like that. Anyways, so the second half of the episode, we are going to do a look back at everything that's happened in 2021, Star Wars-wise, um, and then we're going to do kind of a look ahead to 2022 so 2021 was a pretty big year um we saw the start of the high republic initiative which has gone from books and comics to oh shoot did we even mention the star wars eclipse game takes place during the high republic no i don't think we mentioned that (laughs) but i don't remember mentioning that but yeah now star wars eclipse is going to be in the high republic um the Acolyte is supposed to be set at mm. the end of the High Republic, which is one of the Disney Plus live-action shows. Um, so we saw the start of that at the beginning, early January, is when I think uh, the Light of the Jedi came out. And I've been keeping up with that. I know you tried, but yeah, <laughs> it was there's a lot. I I'm not completely caught up on the comic stuff, but. Novels-wise, yeah, I, I kept up uh, kept up with the comics for most of the t- I have a general idea of what's going mm-hmm. on, but I just haven't read everything. We also got the debut of The Bad Batch um, and that entire show running from, like, when did it start? May to, like... Yeah, May 4th. May to July May or something episode, crazy, yeah. or August or something. The Bad Batch. Um, then we saw Star Wars Visions. That was this year. And then um, besides the Book of Boba Fett starting, like episode two will be in mm-hmm. in 2022, so it's not really a 2021 thing more than it is 2022. Uh, but the War of the Bounty Hunters comic crossover event was pretty huge. I did keep up with that. That was uh, pretty pretty cool crossover yeah. of like all of their comics going on at once. The um, Lego Halloween special. Oh yeah. yeah. Can't forget that we watched and then didn't do an episode on it. and I don't think <laughs> yeah. we did one on the Christmas special last year either. I think we either. mentioned it in passing. But yeah. So not a bad year. Just 2022 is looking up though. Yeah. 2020- 2019 was pretty good. Or no, twenty twenty. I mean, with the well, end of twenty nineteen Clone... was good too. With the end it? of Clone Wars and Mando season two, both in twenty twenty. Twenty nineteen was Mando season one and Rise of Skywalker. I mean, is that what it's called? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> for some reason, yeah, I is. know that's what it's called, but for some reason, when <laughs> I said that, it just sounded wrong <laughs> in my head. I was like, what? Yeah, yeah. But twenty twenty two. Looks to be maybe the best year uh, in a while. Um, but what were some of your favorite 2021 moments? Well, uh, not so much... Besides Lopp Ocho. Yeah, well, uh, well, what? Why can't I say that? that <laughs> because I know one? you were going to say yeah, that. Yeah. Okay, well then, <laughs> the bunny's out of the bag on that one. Uh, I would say... Probably not a moment more as a character. That character being Omega. Or as I like to call her, Goat Mega. (laughs) Omega. (laughs) Goat Mega. Can I crack myself up? Yeah. Uh, But in all seriousness, I think one of the greatest moments of
1: 2021
0: has got to be I really think uh, the Cad Bane and Hunter duel at the end mm-hmm. of I believe like episode 5 or 6 of the Bad Batch that was yeah was one of those that was one of those and the Fennec Cad Bane fight was cool mm-hmm. too that whole show Just, the, and also the, the Hera first st- episode as well yeah the first episode was really good the Hera episodes mm-hmm. were really good I liked those a lot um. Yeah, that first episode with Caleb Doom. Um, that was pretty sick. Um, my favorite moment from 2021 Star Wars, I think. It's hard to beat the excitement of the first High Republic book, The Light of the Jedi, which you did read. Yeah, you did read that one. I like. And just like the first. The first half of that book where it's like the great disaster happening, mm-hmm. there's, I have I mean, the book I'm reading right now, I have read almost all of it in under, well, it's been a little over 24 hours. Like, I started at 3 o'clock yesterday, and I have like 40 pages left, and I'm on, or, yeah, started at 3 o'clock yesterday, we're recording 8 o'clock Today. today. So, I've read like 300 pages of that, which is a decent achievement, I think. Uh, but anyways, I, there, I haven't had a reading experience like that since the previous two High Republic books. Like the the first mm-hmm. two High Republic, Light of the Jedi and The Rising Storm. Both really good. So, I, I think that was my highlight of the year was the High Republic. Alright. Alrighty then. Um, Looking forward to 2022. Here's here's a, a list of things that I have outside of the um, hopefully big reveals that we get throughout the year, like of future projects. Hopefully, they mm-hmm. finally decide to like release a movie instead of cancel it or push it back, and hopefully, we like learn more about it. I would love to hear more about Taika Waititi's Star Wars movie in 2022 because I think if they pushed Rogue Squadron back or canceled it or whatever they did, I think that's the only other one that anyone knows anything about, and it's just because we know that he's writing it. Yeah. Um, but we have supposedly... Well, the things that we have confirmed for 2022, Crimson Rain is another comic book crossover uh, that's going on, kind of like a sequel to The War of the Bounty Hunters that just happened. Yeah. Um, that's more of a niche comic book fan thing. Not everybody's going to be into that. Shadows of the Sith, which is that Luke Lando book with uh, Ray's parents in it and Exegol and stuff. I'm super, super excited for that. That comes out in June. Um, The things that we are not... Well, I think Kenobi and Andor are both confirmed for 2022. Uh... What we assume is coming out in 2022 are Bad Batch Season 2 and Mando Season 3. Although there hasn't really been, like, word about that. We've heard that Bad Batch is getting a Season 2, but I don't think they said, like, coming 2022. Mm-hmm. So we just kind of assume, since that's how it works. But they also could yeah give it a, I feel like the Disney Plus release schedule is way out of whack now. Because it was Mando in the fall... And then Mando season 2 in the fall. And then this year, no Mando and Boba Fett starting in December. So, whenever Mando season 3 comes out, like, I just don't know how they're gonna. Like, if there's multiple seasons of Boba Fett, are they just gonna do. Every other year between Mando and Boba Fett, and like how to, where would Ahsoka fit? I feel like there's so many things mm-hmm. that like all of their windows are just going to be constantly shuffled, and it's just going to be weird timing between seasons. Not like a usual show where you it you know like oh it comes out the fall of each year or whatever. Um, but. I mean, what are you looking forward to the most? I think this is unanimous across the board for every Star Wars fan. I think Kenobi is the most looked forward mm-hmm. to piece of Star Wars and, ever, maybe. I and mean, also, i it's kind of, I mean, I don't know. I've not interacted with the fan base, so I don't know what <laughs> they think the big podcast meme is. But I think the big podcast meme is Lego Star Wars the Skywalker Saga. And I'm, like, yeah, yeah, I'm genuinely really cool. super excited for it. Like, Yeah, I just I, Everybody's really it. excited for it, but everyone's like... I feel like they've gotten us hyped a couple times, and now people are just like... Yeah, this better be the most out. polished LEGO game experience I've ever seen. Literally. And it better have every possible... And it better have Indiana com- Jones in it again. <laughs> yeah. That was legendary. But, yeah. So, Kenobi that uh as far as announcements um i'm predicting a big announcement of the lego valentine holiday <laughs> special i predict you don't think that's a little out. too soon hmm? you don't think that's a little too soon maybe i don't know what's <laughs> what's another holiday <coughs> St. Patrick's Day special. Yeah, that's the one. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> April Fool's Day special. Yeah. How would they um, tie that No, in reveals wise, more? I'm seriously hoping, with Ahsoka going into production, that we get official casting for Ezra and Thrawn. <clears throat> I think mm. at the top of my most wanted news, besides like actual confirmation of like movies that are actually really happening, mm-hmm. um, I think the casting of those two for Ahsoka, like I just want those to be confirmed so badly because everyone kind of assumes that it's going to be made a for Ezra and then for Thrawn there's like a bajillion different fan casts. I just want them to like confirm that. Yeah. Or just any again, I we talked about this earlier this episode how like Star Wars doesn't give too many, like, leaks or information before, but anything would be nice. You know what I mean? <laughs> Not too much, but yeah. something about anything mm-hmm. would be a refreshing uh, change of pace, so... Really? Literally, just give us, like, the title of Taika Waititi's movie. Yeah. Maybe. And also... Oh! Or say, like, his movie is going to be set around the same time as The Phantom Menace Here's one thing. Uh, one... Announcement that I am, like, 90% sure we'll get next year. Uh, what is <coughs> Forces of Destiny? <laughs> Did we talk about that? What? Forces of Destiny. What is that? That's the... It was leaked on, like, those production T-shirts or whatever. Are you talking about Tales of the Jedi? Yeah, that's the one. What's Forces of Destiny? Bro, I'm... Bro, this is why we don't I stop think, recording. I think that's. I think Forces of Destiny is that young animated show you're with right. like four minute episodes. Yeah, you're that's, completely right. That's like directed towards young girls. That's my favorite show, bro. That's <laughs> Peak Star Wars. I, I mean. I think I've seen like one or two of them because I was like, what is this? And they're, like, four minutes long. Yeah, that's not what I meant. The Tales no, of, Tales of Jedi. Jedi. Yeah, we didn't talk about this. Yeah, I'm clearing so, out of the loop. So, for Christmas, it they gave Lucasfilm employees, like, a, a Christmas gift. And on the box was a bunch of different logos for things. So, they had the Bad Batch. They had Visions. They had the Book of Boba Fett. They had Willow, which was a Lucasfilm... Movie from back in the day, which they're making a show of Indiana Jones 5, uh, maybe Andor and mm-hmm. Obi Wan Kenobi or something. And then there was a random one called Tales of the Jedi, which nobody has ever said anything about in any like yeah. way, shape. Like, there wasn't rumors about it, anything called that. But there's all of a sudden this logo, and people are like, What? Because in Legends, there was a comic book run called Tales of the Jedi and it was set like before the Old Republic even so it was like really really old old stuff like ancient Jedi Mm -hmm. stuff Um, I don't know what's in it I never read it but um, I heard about it because of this logo thing that came out and then there were rumors just the other day of a previously unannounced uh, animated Lucasfilm show that had hired the creators of like Monsters Inc., like Monsters at Work that it's like a Disney Plus show based on Monsters Inc. or whatever. And it said they had hired animators for like an unannounced animated show. So maybe it's like an animated show about like Jedi but the use of Tales of the Jedi would make it seem like it's a reference to that time period from Legends, which has never been Mentioned in canon ever, so, but there's I like mean, no saying what that could be. At the same time, though, it's not like the hardest name to think of. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah, I'm just saying the people that would have been involved in toys. coming up with it would have been like that is a thing that we already have in Legends. I don't know. It, no, Kathleen Kennedy I would, respect <laughs> Legends at all. That's true. You know? That's true. A- um. My hope would be, like, an animated, like, random anthology show where, like, each episode is a different Jedi and it's just random stuff. Maybe not, like, during the Clone Wars since we already have that, basically, but maybe, like, the Jedi that we see in uh, The Phantom Menace, like, Uriel Poof, Yaddle, those kind of Jedi. You know what I mean? Like, a Mm -hmm. random anthology of different Jedi and random stories that aren't necessarily in like an overarching story like the Clone Wars or whatever but it's just random stories that would be cool but I honestly have no idea (laughs) I want a show set before the Phantom Menace in the Jedi Temple and it's just a quirky workplace comedy have you, yeah you read Dooku Jedi Lost didn't you? are you saying that's what that is? (laughs) no it isn't but it has elements (laughs) of that (laughs) yeah I guess, fair enough um, that is a time period that I think would be cool because that's like a couple decades before The Phantom Menace and The High Republic is like 200 years before that. So there's got to be a period of time like in there where it's like weird, you know? Um, yeah, I have no, no idea what that is. I don't think anyone does. Mm. The only other thing I could think of is When they announced Taika Waititi's movie, Kathleen Kennedy said something about, like, there being, like, tens of thousands of years of, like, timeline to explore, and also said that Taika Waititi's movie was really weird and, like, never before done, so maybe his movie is called Tales of the Jedi, and it's set, like, thousands and thousands of years Maybe it's like about the beginning of the Jedi. I mean, if you resulting. go far back enough or far forward enough, there aren't many like major story ramifications. Yeah, so. that's true. But yeah, I like, have no whatever, idea, man. So hopefully they would announce that. That's true. Mm-hmm. Hopefully we finally get the Kenobi trailer. Yeah man <laughs> oh that made disney me, oh. plus day was a low point in star wars in, in 2021 wars yeah literally nothing well not nothing they gave us that little boba fett documentary but that was it yeah uh another low point in star wars this year was uh the <laughs> trace and rafa episode that no i'm kidding <laughs> that wasn't even that was yeah. 2020 The mid-batch, as some (laughs) would call it. Not me. I call it the goat-batch, but... Goat-mega. Yeah. So, yeah. Good Star Wars years. Ahead. Ahead. And behind us. Hopefully. For sure. Hopefully more new news about Eclipse, whenever that comes out. Mm -hmm. I would love to know more about, like, Fallen Order, too. Yeah, yeah. As far as video game announcements, Fallen Order 2 has been speculated. I think and they then, said Battlefront 3 is officially not happening. Oh, but, or not in the works or planned or anything like that. Oh, like they, they, they didn't have anything yeah. planned for it. Hunters, like we said, hopefully, it's supposed to be 2022. There's the open world game being developed by, by Ubisoft. Ubisoft that no one's heard anything about. That'd be a cool announcement to have mm-hmm. this year, but, you know. Hopefully their hotel. <laughs> yeah. Have you been hearing all the drama about this, the hotel? Oh, it was vaguely. charging ridiculous prices. And then, like, people... There was some, like, teaser or trailer for it. And everyone's like, that looks terrible. <laughs> and they were like, it just looks cheap. It doesn't look like... It doesn't... Like, how much... You think about stuff at Galaxy's Edge, how much, like time and care went into making it feel real and then people are like this hotel does not feel yeah. look the same way so I, I also heard like rumors that those like new like fully retractable light up lightsabers that they're they mm-hmm. might not sell them commercially and <laughs> yeah I heard like the only too. way you'll get to use one is like if you pay for the hotel. if you mug the <laughs> yeah. and steal it yeah which we don't condone, by the way. No, unless don't you sell that. it to us. In Minecraft, allegedly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no. Um, but yeah, that's all I have written down. So was there anything else? Uh, well, I mean, while we're on the topic, do we want uh, to jump between worlds here for a little bit and just say what we're excited about non-Star Wars next year? Sure. <laughs> yeah, you see Mathews. <laughs> okay, just one thing. Just pick one thing that's like your most excited thing on the horizon. Um, I think Killers of the Flower Moon. Oh yeah, I didn't even think about that. That was off my radar. I uh, think it's 2022. That's the new Scorsese movie. Um, it's supposed to be like a western and also a like murder mystery type thing i'm looking it up on letterboxd mm-hmm. um i don't see a year the retu- i don't know oh, i don't know if they put the year that's on true. Letterboxd. the return of brendan that's true yeah 2022 um it's based on a true story leo dicaprio jesse plemons brendan frazier robert de niro john lithgow uh and scorsese directing Mm-hmm. I mean, anytime someone like Scorsese is coming out with a movie, I'm excited for it. Yeah. Um. What else is even happening in 2022? More High Republic stuff, but that's still Star Wars. Yeah. We're talking about not Star Wars. I'm. I'd say I'm most excited, and I know this is like super, like in the next couple of days happening in 2022 but i'm super excited for the house of dragons Mm -hmm. the game of thrones Uh, prequel yeah january 1st that's in two days isn't it yeah i was kind of before i watched game of thrones i i was kind of a hater uh didn't want to give it a chance and i did obviously and i watched it all and i loved it i just got the all the books as well that i plan on reading soon and uh i'm glad now I, I was kind of bummed that I missed out on it while it was happening, but now, with this House of Dragons, I hope it's as good as Game of Thrones, and that I'll also be able to get that experience of uh, watching it with the world, without... Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Um, I'm looking forward to Pokemon Legends Arceus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I got a switch for Christmas last year, and then finally this year, like, I've been able to buy game like multiple different mm-hmm. games that I can actually start like using it to its full capability now. And I paid for the online service and I got like a huge micro SD card. So now I'm like I can actually game now. Mm-hmm. I was just playing. I borrowed Zelda from our brother and I played that while I was in quarantine. I mean I don't. I and don't then really I wanna... I played Smash Bros a little bit, but I didn't have online, so it was really only like whenever I felt like playing a few rounds yeah. by myself. I mean, I don't want to, you know, nitpick or anything, but technically Zelda is mine, but <laughs> oh, I my bad. I bought it for myself as a Christmas gift one year, but um, yeah. Hmm. I'm excited for the new Spider-Man 2 game, but I will not you be won't able to play it. it. <laughs> so You need to get a PS5. Yeah. I'll, um, I'll get right on that. Multiverse of madness, Moon Knight. Oh yeah, I forgot. All that Marvel one. stuff is coming out. But when isn't there Marvel stuff coming out? Um, yeah, I mean I don't know. That that about does her. Yeah.
1: There's Kendrick probably, album.
0: No, that's coming out this year, bro. It's oh, coming out shoot. this year. Yeah. He has one be. day to make this right. <laughs> yeah, he promised. Um I don't know if he actually promised. I just know no. I've seen people online begging. But uh Yeah, that's about it. I keep thinking like Dune 2, but that's nowhere near mm-hmm. even started yet. Um, I don't know of any other auteurs that are coming out with no, films. Yeah. They all pretty much dropped this year. Edgar Wright. And I missed, like, well, all of them. I So did I. Our theater didn't get Licorice Pizza. It didn't get uh, uh, The French Dispatch. It didn't get Last Night in Soho. It didn't get Pig. I had to watch Pig on Hulu. <laughs> I, still I still haven't watched that yet. But, um, but yeah. So, hopefully... Hopefully, the theater. The Oscars. I I always look forward to the Oscars. That'll be in yeah. like February or March or something. Aren't the Golden Globes soon? I think the 9th, yeah. And you said something about wanting to watch the Golden Globes, so maybe we'll do that. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, so that's about it for the episode. Thanks for listening. <laughs> yeah. You can now rate us on Spotify. Fun fact. If you go to the podcast page... And you hit the three little dots, and you can scroll in the little menu, and it says rate this podcast, and you can give us five stars. Yeah. And I'm sure it boosts us somehow. But yeah, some SEO. And so, like, well, actually, we don't want to get ding-dong account of, like, rating sort of uh, manipulation. So you can rate us five stars or if less. If you would like to. Five stars or less, if you'd like. <laughs> so. Yeah. I'm not telling uh-huh. you what to rate. I'm just saying you could rate five stars. Yeah. And you can also... You could also rate less. You could, <laughs> you could also follow us on Instagram and then let us know what your most anticipated thing of 2022 was or what your favorite thing of 2021 was, and maybe we'll post them on our story or something. Who knows? We don't really post normal posts. Yeah. If we do anything, it's mostly just in stories, but... Who knows? Twenty twenty two. I think you need to get access to the account so that we can have somebody always like posting stuff on there. Uh, Yeah. Because I I do sometimes. I do sometimes, but yeah. Who knows? All right. Thanks for listening. Uh. We don't have a sign out. motto we've been doing it for a year and a half. No sign out. No sign. It's always fun to just see what comes out. Yeah. Just the trail. Uh, well, look at the time. I gotta bounce. See ya. Thank you for listening to Lando's Lounge. Lando's Lounge can be found on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Anchor, and more. If you enjoyed this episode, consider sharing us with a friend or rating us five stars on Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts. To engage with us on social media, follow at Lando's Lounge Podcast on Instagram, and like and follow the Lando's Lounge page on Facebook. To ask a question for our Q&A segment, The Carbon Freeze, engage with us in comment sections or shoot us a DM for the possibility of your question being featured. The intro music to this podcast is Star Wars Cantina Band Closed on Sunday Lo-Fi Remix. Thank you again for listening, and tune in to the next episode.